You know, my dad had had a vision and his vision was hard work. He was a hard worker. He was taught that through his parents who were also self-employed with Kirk's Florist and Alice Bridles, um, two businesses that were started from the ground up from his parents. Um, so it's that hard work instilled that he's instilled on me, um, that wrestling has instilled on me. Um, to go out there and, you know, bust my rear end and, um, you know, work through those heat waves, work through those cold snaps. Um, you know, I, I find myself, you know, needing to do a lot in the business. You know, I need to go out on those service calls. I need to part of, be part of the install. Um, and I'm spreading myself so thin that I'm not being a hundred percent in any one side of the things, you know, I've, I've learned that, uh, you know, you, where the business has gone, um, you know, I've, I've brought my spin on it. I've helped make it, you know, to where it is today. Um, but without getting that structure and focusing on business, um, I'm not going to be able to help my community the way I want to help my community. Dude, we all have the best time ever to start a small business. If I'm not going to be 100% in, I'm not going to do it. Come on, man. Just be yourself. Yeah, and, like, and just show up as yourself. If you don't realize what I'm really about, I'm about freedom, family, and my country. Scott Kirk, cheers. Nova, heating air. Really glad to have you, dude. Thank you. How do you Cheers feel about these cameras in your face and these lights? Yeah, it's different. Not something I'm used to, but uh, I think if me and you sit here together and focus in on just our conversation, I think we'll be fine. I think you're going to kill it. Yep. I got to give a shout out, though. This cigar is delicious. This is from uh, Figurado Cigars, and we are presented by Figurado Cigars right now. If you guys want to go pick up your cigars there, he does a great job, Frank. Just make sure at the checkout cart, you hit promo code Fireside, we'll throw you a 10% discount. So jumping in, Howell guy your entire life, right? Yep. Ramtown and Howell. Is that considered Howell anyway? Yeah, I'd consider it Bricktown, the section I was in, but... Uh, Are you guys mad at Brick? No, not at all. Just checking. Yep, Brick's got oh, the Bricktown guy. going. No haters over here. So four years old, I know we were talking earlier, you, you moved over to another neighborhood, deeper into Howell. Yep. Your dad was a strong-willed, small business owner. How long was he in Nova Construction when you were younger at that point? So not even. He wasn't there yet. Not even, yeah. So he got, uh, got jump-started because we moved into a new development. You know, we're talking about 86 here. So 86, we move into this brand-new development where it was an option at that time whether or not you had air conditioning or not in your house. Um, going back to 86, it cost you 10000 not just to get an air conditioning system in your house in 86. My father was able to do that for $2,500. So a lot of people opted out in getting the air conditioning through the builder. My father was working for another heating and air conditioning company at the time. And um, he's a hard worker. You know, he had the most overtime in that company. Um, and even with the most overtime in the company, he still found time to do side work at the end of his day. Um, so he would do it in a two-part process. He would do the indoor part one day, he'd come back the next day, do the outdoor part. Um, and he gave people air conditioning. And word of mouth, it got spread through the development that this young guy was out here knocking out air conditioners for a quarter of the price. 
Um, so it got him a lot of work, and he got his, gotten started. And um, it wasn't until his boss went to one of his potential customers, and they said, hey, this guy, Dave, you know, came here, and he gave me, you know, a lot better of a price. And Dave who? Dave Kirk. Dave Kirk works for me. What are you talking about? So next day, he comes up to my father and is like, Dave, he goes, you know, I ran into this guy. He said, you're doing air conditioners on the side. He goes, you got the most overtime in my company. Where are you finding time to do this? So he explained it to him exactly how I just explained it to you. And he's like, he's like, wow, I commend you. He goes, I got to fire you. You know, you can't be doing side work on the side. He goes, but, you know. So that's basically where Nova got started. And my dad's like, you know what? I could do this on my own. Became a one-man show and through hard work and hustle, he started Nova Heating and Air Conditioning. And that's how a lot of times businesses start. You know, they're kind of trying to do it as a side gig. Something throws a wrench into their world, forcing them to finally pick between, you know, working for the man or owning your own business. And a lot of times those guys who work that hard end up picking the choice of owning their own business. I jumped ahead, so I'm gonna take you back because I mm-hmm. wanna chronologically walk through your life. Yep. Talk a little bit about your high school career, wrestling, you know, everything that has been instilled in you from your father, your family, and everything you guys believe. So Howell guy, Howell Middle School, go to Howell High School. You're wrestling for how many years um, by the time you got to your senior year of wrestling in high school? So if you don't mind, I'm going to kick it back even Go earlier ahead. than that. Um, this thing sounds like it's going to blow up behind me, Mike. Is this thing all right? All right. I started wrestling before Howl Predators even existed. Um, I started wrestling Is that for... that a program there? It wasn't a program at the time. Um, that's Howl's program now is the Howl Predators. Um, I started wrestling for a club called Team Hammer. That was a local wrestling club around here. Damian Hahn, another big wrestling name in this area. Um, His father owned Team Hammer. Um, My dad had connections through there. That's where I started wrestling. Um, My dad ran into guys like uh, Roddy Cunliffe, um, Rich Femularo. These are all the founders that really got Howell Predator up and going. So Rich Femularo was the coach. He was a guy from Phillipsburg um, that had a lot of wrestling background that moved to this area. They all kind of got together. They created this Howl Predator. So I wrestled there. I wasn't that great, you know, to start. It's a tough sport to, you know, really just jump in and be good at. Um, but they started the Howl Predators. Um, I got involved in that in the fourth grade. Um, grew up through the Howell Predators, and um, Howell Predators is still, you know, strong and up and going. Um, it's the feeder program for Howell High School. It's the reason why Howell High School is good every single year, because they got that feeder program that, you know, continues to feed into them. How important do you think it is across all sports, you know, in today's day and age? You see, I, I, at least I see it a lot with my nephews in lacrosse out in Long Island. Um, that was never as popular as a kid here, nor mm-hmm. did my parents have the money to spend me to any type of additional program besides rec. How important is it to have that feeder program, something that you can start in the fourth grade? It's huge. I mean, I think everything sports related, not just wrestling, whether it's wrestling, whether it's baseball, whether it's football, everything has became a full year round sport. Um, Yes, each sport has its own season, 
But in order to be really good and be at the best at what you get do, you got to do it year round. Mm-hmm. Um, so it doesn't change. You know, my son's involved in baseball. He's involved in wrestling. He's involved in basketball. He's good at everything he does. But we're really going to now put our focus on those two sports that we could do year round, that their seasons don't conflict with each other. Um, if you're not doing that, you're not going to be the best. And listen, to everybody, you don't have to be the best, you know, yeah. to enjoy the sport, you know. But the certain people that strive to want to be the best and want to have that credibility, you have to do it year round. So, um, And that's something that's obviously been instilled in you. And I'm going to fast forward your story okay. to your senior year. You told me a quick story that you were ashamed of, you're, you're annoyed about because you could have went and finished, you know, what you set out to do, you were your senior year of, of high school. You had won the district champ the year before. Yep. You're coming back. You're wrestling district champ now. You're leading in the match, and you know a bad call, as you saw it, happens. And you had a, a situation where, obviously, you weren't happy with the ref. You had to be held down by some coaches. You're a little unhappy. Talk about that and your senior year of wrestling, and then how you felt about wrestling after that. And, and now looking at it this many years later. So to rewind back a little bit, um, you know, my goal, again, family roots, Howell, Kirk. Um, my father was a district champ for Howell High School. So growing up, that's what I looked up to. You know, I walk, went to that wrestling room, boom. You look up on that wall, you see Dave Kirk up there, district champ. It's always something that I inspired, you know, to be. Um, Looking back now, I probably should have had bigger inspirations, Um, although the district title was, you know, something that meant dear to me. Um, I could have probably strived for more, um, but looked up to my dad, looked up to his accomplishments and um, wanted to be like my dad. I think a lot of sons are like that. Um, I think my son looks up to me um, the same way. Um, so we gotta my, teach our kids to, not to cut you off. We gotta teach our kids to think bigger than what we accomplished. Right. Yep. Absolutely. Every parent needs to have them to not have that limiting belief and to strive to be the state champ, not just district champ. Yep. And that's in business, life, health, spiritual, across the board. Absolutely. You know, we need to teach our kids to be better than we were because that's what you want to do for the next generation. Yep. You know, whether us as kids, you know, are old enough, mature enough to, you know, understand that. Um, I don't think I was, you know, as a young kid. Um, I think it's something that my father, you know, wanted, you know, me to, you. Yeah. to be like that. Um, you know, but again, I, I, you know, I looked up to my dad. He was a hard worker. Um, I wanted to be a district champ, just like my dad. Um, so I was able to accomplish that my junior year. Um, coming into senior year, you know, it lit a fire under me after you know already accomplishing that goal like all right what's your next goal all right i want to be better than my dad my dad was never a two-time district champ i want to be a two-time district champ you know so i came into um, districts my senior year as a returning district champ i got upset the week before i got caught in pin by a lower rank guy um, which set me back it actually gave me the fifth seed coming into districts as a returning district champ which is unheard of. How do you become a fifth seed? You were the champ last year. Yeah. Um, so I came in first round. I had to wrestle the guy that just pinned me the week before. Um, fired up, knew I could beat him. I was I was in the middle of majoring him um, when I got caught and pinned. So no doubt in my mind, I'm going to go out there and I'm going to dis- you know destroy this guy, um, which I did. I ended up beating him 12 to one. 
which now put me into the semifinals um, against the number one seed, who was the returning district champ the weight above me. Um, it's a great story because um, I had a dream the night before, and I, I think this is very ironic, but I had a dream that I pinned him in every single way you could pin somebody. I pinned him with a half, I pinned him with a cradle, I pinned him with a headlock. The dream just kept repeating that I was pinning this guy with every pinning combination out there. Talk about manifesting. Yeah, so we, we, come, into the next, we come into the next day and here I have the number one seed and he takes a shot on me and I hit him with a splatle and I put him right to his back and I have him locked there the entire period. Now mind you, this is a really good wrestler. This is a kid I've wrestled numerous times throughout my career, you know, from a little guy to where I am now. We had back and forth matches. He beat me, I beat him. We went into overtime. You know, he won, I won. Everything was always back and forth. We were really close as far as competition went. Um, I put him to his back. I didn't pin him like the dream that I had, um, but I went up big in points. He battled back just as we did, you know, all through growing up. Ended up going into overtime. Um, overtime, he shoots in. I hit a real slick throw by um, to get two to win the match. Here I am in the finals. In the finals against another rival that I've had from the summer prior. Um, this kid was 33-0. and 0. He was the number two seed because he actually lost to this kid that- Do you remember uh, his name? Put me on the spot. I can't come isn't up with it right isn't now. Isn't it funny but... that you remembered all these exact stats and like what was going on in your brain and how you were thinking about winning and that moment in the time and what you know what you're about to tell, you know, remembers all those little details, but not his name. It's so funny. Yeah, you know, it happens to all of us, by the way. His name didn't matter to me. His I name know, was an opponent. I mean. He was That's another I mean. opponent that yeah. I face on the mat. You know, wrestling is that sport where you're you're one on one. It's you versus another guy. That's one thing that I loved about wrestling. Should we set up a little mat out here after this? I mean, one. we could. You know, I don't know the type of shape that I'm still in. Although I just lost a bunch of weight <laughs> and good, you know, got in shape. Thank you, I appreciate that. I think the pit helped you with that a little bit. Yeah, you know, everything helps. You know, you need that outside help, Push. that kick in the butt a little bit, and uh, I appreciate you. You for feed that. off of it. Yep. Um, yeah. So you know, here I am in the finals against this kid, undefeated, 33 and 0. The 33-0 coming from a Matawan wrestler who Matawan is a lower school as far as the, you know, quality wrestler that they put out. They don't wrestle the same competition that, you know, a Howell or Jackson at that time wrestled against. So his blown up record didn't mean anything to me. I just beat him the summer before. I know I'm going to beat him again. Um, so I go into that match with a lot of confidence that I'm not losing. Um, I wasn't always in the best of shape. Um, Another thing I could have probably done a little bit better that, you know, would have made me, you know, go that extra step. Um, but how, how, although we wrestled tough competition, we didn't wrestle the competition that necessarily maybe we should have been wrestling with as good as we, we are. Um, I think that had credit to maybe people having a dislike towards Howell a little bit. Um, so as that match was going on, I could feel that this roughing trying to help me out in any which way. In fact, if he could hurt what I was doing, he was gonna do that. Um, so here I find myself up seven, six, seven seconds left. 
And although I'm winning and I should have been confident I was going to win that match, I felt I needed to do more to win that match. I had to beat my opponent and I had to beat the ref at the same time. Um, so I got aggressive with seven seconds left, took the shot, had the kid's leg, everything went out of bounds. Um, here I am thinking I just won my second district title and I look up and the ref's holding two. And I'm like, what are you talking about? Um, I looked at the other ref, there's two refs there. He's not, you know, battling for me. I'm listening to the stadium. When I tell you it ain't just Howell, it's the entire district is booing this call. Um, it infuriated me. It just made me know what I felt inside was true. Yeah, was and wrong. I just got this district title robbed from me. Um, and the emotions, you know, you're, you're fired up, your adrenaline's going. And, you know, my first instinct was, all right, well, I, I just beat this guy. Now I'm going after the ref. And, um, you know, it took a couple of my coaches to come tackle me and stop me from doing something stupid. And um, Go to those coaches. Yeah, you know, it, it didn't get to that point. Um, you know, thinking back today, you know, I wish, you know what, you know, Why'd you tackle me? Why didn't you stick up for me? Why didn't you battle, you know, my battle for me? They were. Um, they were keeping you out of trouble. They might have, but it, it felt like they weren't on my side. You know what I mean? Like, I just had this title robbed for me, and there's not a care in the world. So here I am, you know, a kid that just had a title taken away from me. I'm 17 years old, and um, it put a lot of doubt in me. It put a lot of doubt in what I could do going further. It put a lot of doubt in me on who was in my corner. Put, that, um, put a lot of doubt into wrestling. Yep. Into and, the world. Yeah, so, you know, from there, I, you know, I qualified for the region, you know, tournament and could have very easily went in there and qualified and made it to the state tournament, um, something I never got to do. Um, and it didn't happen because, you know, I pulled back into a shell and said, you know what, I'm done with wrestling. It's my out senior my year. If this is what I got to do, if I got to beat my opponent and beat the ref, I don't want to do this. This ain't, this ain't cool. And what would you say to the people like, oh, that guy's a sore loser. He's, he's you know, that's the way he sees it through his eyes. It was obvious, you know. Yeah. You could you could paint that picture, and I can't sit here and really defend it. But what I can say is, in the moment, I felt justified. Um, looking back on it as a mature adult now, probably wish I did things a little little differently. Um, but it's my story. It's what got me to where I am today. Um, I've learned from it, just as I learned from many other mistakes, and uh, I use. I could use negative things in my life to now be a positive. Yeah, take um, pain. I, I feel like power. I've done that a lot in life um, where I'm able to learn from necessarily a bad situation and, and then turn it around and make it a positive situation in my life. It's called a learning lesson. Yeah, absolutely. Get that Jocko video, good. Yep. You didn't get the job, good. You lost in a race, good. Yep. Time to get better. Time yep. to improve. Yep. That's awesome. Yep. But that, that, that type of spirit in you, and I think that that's something that has been taken away from the American population. Mm -hmm. um, it's okay to teach your kids to be aggressive. You saw my son tonight. He's naturally a lover. Mm -hmm. um, but he's going to be taught to be aggressive when he needs it. Yep. Uh, and that will be done through trained martial arts, jiu-jitsu, wrestling. And that's because I want to prepare my son in the future that if he ever runs into a situation where he's forced to defend himself, 
He knows how to flip on that switch. Right. And I think for many years, especially the last 10, 15 years, it's been like, you know, alpha males, you know, aggressive sports like that is no good. At least that's what the media says as the UFC's stock goes through the roof. Right. Um, and wrestling becomes a bigger and bigger and bigger sport. It's really impressive. Mm-hmm. I never realized that as a kid until I know guys like yourself and Pete Riley and the Watsons and Vinny Santanello and all those guys. You know, I, I've known Vinny since I was in that alternative program as a young kid yeah. for Brick School District. Vinny was my teacher. He had his program back then. Right. But again, I wasn't into wrestling, so I didn't realize how big it was. Yeah. But I really believe that more parents should teach their kid to want to win that bad and you were a guy that wanted to win that bad. And although you acted probably immature in the moment, a lot of 17-year-olds would have. Um, anybody who casts judgment is stupid. Mm-hmm. And um, I think we all need to teach our kids to want to win that bad. Right. And it's taught you a lesson, as you said. Yeah, wrestling definitely does that, especially on an individual level. You know, there's other sports like baseball, basketball that's team-related that, you know, you could put that loss or that problem on another teammate or something like that. Wrestling, although there's team accolades that, you know, come along with wrestling, it's really an individual sport. So it's you against the other guy. It's you against the world. It's, um, it takes that inner, inner person where... You're forced to go forward. Yeah, exactly. You can't hide in the weeds. Right. Yep. So fast-forwarding this into business, talking about Nova... Um, your father obviously was a young kid back in that neighborhood putting in, you know, for a quarter of the price, air conditioning for all of his friends and his neighbors, Mm -hmm. launches this business. How many years ago was that? That's going back 35, 36 years ago, 86, 87. That's right around the time that... So you're going into almost a 40-year business in your family. Yeah. And the Kirk family name itself have been business owners. You talked a little briefly about, mm-hmm. and this is why I love you and why yep. we do get along, your pride in your name. Yep. You know, there's been a Kirk family business of some sort of fashion around the Monmouth and Ocean County for 50, 60 years. Talk about that a little bit. Pride in our name, I would say more pride in family. Um, you know, my friend circle, I considered them family. I didn't consider them friends. You know, we're tight. You know, we got each other's back. Um, you know, it's that family instill that um, is what I pride myself on. It's what I try to instill to my customers is I try to develop that relationship with them, not just heating and air conditioning. Sure, I could come fix your furnace. I could fix your air conditioner. Um, but I like to develop that connection with somebody, you know, I like fishing, I like hunting, you know, I see some fishing poles in your garage or I see a, a deer head mounted on your wall right there. That's an instant connection with me that I connect with you on. And, um, we're friends and we're friends. Yeah. And we trust each other and we know that I'm here for more than just fixing your heating air conditioning. Like I want to make sure, you know, your family's comfortable. I want to make sure your your stuff's not going to break down. Uh, that's where that's I de- your pride. That's where I developed a maintenance program in the company. You know, I I wanted to I wanted to do something that benefited the company, but I also wanted to do something that benefited the customer. I wanted to be a two way street. street there, not uh, not just you know make myself money. Um, 
You know, we used to do, uh, and we still do it, what's called a startup. And a startup is just basically coming and checking your system, making sure everything works. But I'm not preventing any breakdowns from happening. I'm not making your system more efficient that way. So I'm like, you know what? Like, I don't make anything coming out to your house for $60 or $80. That doesn't benefit me. And I'm not benefiting you. So how can I change this and make this better? How could I benefit the both of us? So... I got to do cleanings on your system. Um, if your system's not clean, if your coils are clogged outside, your system's running inefficiently. If it's running inefficiently on that really hot day, you're going to have a breakdown. Um, you know, I don't want to have to come out to my customers on a 95 degree day. That's where I want to be able to gain more customers and bring more customers in. So I'm going to take care of all the customers out there where your heating and air conditioning company ain't maintaining your equipment. They're not cleaning your condenser coils. They're not doing the above and beyond that is going to Do you think they, they don't you? because they don't have the capacity or time, the manpower? As far as the customers or the, oh, the my the, competitors? The yeah. Um, I don't think they have the knowledge or the know-how. Um, I don't think companies are investing their time into training and um, bettering themselves. I think do they're you guys do a lot of training. Oh yeah, we do tons of training. Mac, I'm, I have a lighter. Not to interrupt. I'm really big on training. Um, I think knowledge is power. Um, so, so do you send your guys out, or you just do in-house training? Um, I do in-house training. Um, I do a lot of outhouse training as well. Um, I pay for training classes for my guys to go to. Um, any little bit of information that I can now take with me to the next job is another screwdriver in my tool pouch. Um, it's another tool to make me get my job done and be better at That's my job. That's the winner in you. Practice, practice, practice. Right. Um, Keep making plays, Dion says. Yeah, knowledge is power. Um, so I'm big on that. I'm big on empowering my employees and making them successful. Um, by running a family-owned business, again, I care about my customers. I care about my employee. It's a family. Mm -hmm. um, if you're my customer, you're part of my family. If you work for me, you're part of my family. I want my employees to be as successful as Nova Heating and Air has been. Yeah, we were talking about your high school career, <clears throat> your dad as a business owner, what he has instilled in you. Mm -hmm. You know, this business is now transitioning to the next generation. And for those of you watching the show... You know, part of financial planning as a good financial advisor who works with business owners and compliance, I'm not going to say anything I'm not allowed to say, but you need to do a good job of making sure that the business passes from one generation to the next or help them sell that business. Mm -hmm. Because if you're not building a business to sell it, you're just still trading your time for money. Right. Right. You may not have a boss, but if you're the guy that has to go in there and change the toilet or change the, condi uh, the condenser or change the, uh, the filter as the HVAC guy, you're just trading your time for money just like you were working for somebody else, yep. right? And that's sometimes even more stressful. You have a bigger vision for all this. You're taking this business from your dad and mother that were really hardworking people and they yep. instilled that in you and you're now the next generation going, Pops, you did an excellent, excellent job, but we need to turn the ship slightly west. Yep. Talk about that and that transition and how difficult that is. So, I mean, I think you um, hit exactly on it with, you know, my dad had had a vision and his vision was hard work. He was a hard worker. He was taught that through his parents who were also self-employed with Kirk's Florist and Alice Bridles, um, two businesses that were started from the ground up from his parents. Um, so... 
it's that hard work instill that he's instilled on me, um, that wrestling has instilled on me, um, to go out there and, you know, bust my rear end and, um, you know, work through those heat waves, work through those cold snaps. Um, you know, I, I find myself, you know, needing to do a lot in the business. You know, I need to go out on those service calls. I need to part of, be part of the install. Um, and I'm spreading myself so thin that I'm not being 100% in any one side of the things. You know, I've, I've learned that, uh, you know, you where the business has gone, um, you know, I've I've brought my spin on it. I've helped make it, you know, to where it is today. Um, but without getting that structure and focusing on business, um, I'm not going to be able to help my community the way I want to help my community. Um, I want to reach more customers. Um, I want to have a well-oiled machine where there's not problems, um, and we're avoiding those problems, you know, by being that well-oiled machine. You're getting ahead of it. You're in the workflow state. Yeah. So, you know, we've built it to be a really good thing. Um, you know, we have a really good clientele behind us. Um, Great crew. Yeah. But, uh, you know, it's time to take it to the next level and it's time to really sharpen the edges. And, um, you know, that's kind of what me and my wife are doing right now. Um, you know, I've kind of taken over... My dad's role as owner, you know, me and him, you know, go back and forth and we have our own parts to the business. But now my wife is involved. My wife was a hairdresser by trade. She loved, you know, very passionate about doing hair and, you know, helping clients, Does you know, dye your hair, feel good. I luckily don't need it yet. I'm still, uh, still. You said you were a redhead. I still don't believe it. Yeah, still holding true to the color. Um, I see a couple areas that are starting to bald a little bit, and you know, make me uh, make me feel like getting a little bit old. But uh, you know, as we talked about, you know, I've uh, I went through some health changes. I've you know made changes. You look changes great, by the way, dude. How much total pounds are you down? I'm down 47 pounds. I feel great. Um, you look so much better. You know, just three months ago, you know, my metabolical age was saying I was in my 70s, like, and I felt it. And yeah. you know, I I didn't have the desire to go out and do more because I'm like. Your age don't say you're old, but you're old, and you know I was believing that. And um, by losing weight, it you know helped arthritis issues, it helped digestion issues, um, it helped light a spark underneath me, uh, where I'm ready to tackle the world. You know, at this point, I'm ready to tackle business. I'm ready to tackle my life. I'm, you know, I've always put family first. Family, you know, is number one to me. Um, you love your kids. That's why I do what I do is for my kids, for my wife, to provide. Um, and I think as a man, that's probably our number one goal and what we think we need to do in life is, you know, be that I remember the first example. coffee thing that jump in, cut you off a little bit. <clears throat> I do these coffee meetups from time to time, and the Pit 2.0 is going to be giving away dirt bikes, and we may even give away a dually. And we're going to be doing these really cool meetups. But I've always done this prior to having the pit. And just to get other business owners together, right? We're all in the same struggle. The family's hard to get up and running and get up and showered and out the house. And you have a million things to do as a business owner for today. And you're starting your day with frustration sometimes, mm -hmm. right? And uh, 
we invited you to a coffee meetup, right? It's good for all of us to get together for coffee, talk about, hey, what's your wins? What's your losses? What's the problems? What's the connection you need? And you came in and you were definitely quiet. You were taking it all in. You were mm-hmm. observing, you know, me. And is this guy bullshit? Is this coffee meetup bullshit? And instantly after that, you took to it. You dove into the pit. Um, you dove into your health. And, uh, dude, you're, you're an action taker. You're that champ that's in you going back to that junior and senior year, that, that wrestler that your dad built. Yep. You're doing it, dude, and you've taken so much quick action, and I got to give you, like, public praise, like implementing EOS. Transitioning from one generation to the next, your dad is probably a rock star, hard worker, mother, sweetheart, mm-hmm. great at what she did and making sure that your father was successful and taking care of the kids, right? But there's still, that, that could be a rift in the family. You implemented EOS, mm. and I'm not saying there is, but I'm saying you implemented EOS. You're big on your marketing right now. Mm-hmm. Talk about that transition from your father's thought process to yours, because you are helping so many more people than you realize by being outspoken about that. Because I know people very close to me that are still having that battle today with a transition from one generation to the next. So to kind of touch on what you just, you know, elaborated is, you know, my father did a lot of things where everything was on him. Um, It's him against the world. Um, And, you know, that's great in its sense. But in reality, as I'm getting older, as I'm learning and I'm constantly learning, I'm never you know going to sit here and tell you I'm, you know, perfect at any one thing. But you need a team behind you in order to really accomplish what you truly want to accomplish. Um, you know, so getting connected with you, getting connected with Ryan at EOS, um, developing a team to seek out my plan um, is what I think is going to ultimately make me a lot more successful than I ever thought I was going to be. Um, uh, you need you need a team. You need a team. You can't do it all by yourself. Um, and that's what I'm learning. That's what I'm trying to implement at Nova is developing a team that everybody is structured. Everybody comes into work and knows what their job is. Everybody enjoys doing what they're doing. And everybody has the best interest in the company at heart. Um, maybe that takes a couple years to really seek out and, and make it happen. But... I have the drive, I have the passion to make that happen, and I'm gonna make that happen. Yeah, and, and a lot of times, that's the, best gener- that's the best thing for the generation passing the business off, too. Mm-hmm. Because if the business is in place, and I don't know your deal, but if you guys have some type of structure where you're, you're buying out your pops, right? You gotta make sure the business is successful moving forward. Right. So you want to be continuing to grow. You wanna be doing something that's different and getting with the times on marketing and social media. I think recently you and Evan, who, who films my podcast, yep. is gonna hook up. Evan's helping dozens of local business owners here. Absolutely. And they are <clears throat> all thriving. You know, that's not something the old school HVAC plumbing, you know, estimating land development guy was thinking ever. Right. Um, Listen, I'm really good in every aspect of HVAC, um, from repairing to installing. um, I I think I'm an expert at it. Um, Where I'm trying to now venture off to is become an expert at business. Um, 
the company has grown. Um, we're bigger. We have more clientele. We have more employees. Um, so I got to now perfect the business side of things to make sure Nova's here to come to keep supporting the community and keep helping the community and making everybody comfortable. That's what we do. You know, where should you be comfortable? The number one place you should be comfortable is in your home. Mm-hmm. If you're too hot in your home or you're too cool in your home or it's too dry in your home or you have too many pollutants in the air, that's where I could come in and fix those things for you so you could be comfortable where you're supposed to be comfortable. You're supposed to be comfortable in your home. You're supposed to be comfortable around your family. Um, You're supposed to look out for your family. Another way of looking out for your family is making sure that the house is taken care of. The old school grandpa in the middle of a cold storm would say, Throwing under the hoodie, that shit's already paid for. Right. <laughs> they don't want to pay the heat man, and they don't want to pay you either. Yeah. I want to talk more specifically about some of the <clears throat> digital stuff that you're doing and you're trying to implement into the business, which would be somewhat cutting edge and, and new age to your business. Yeah, so, you know, some of it is spinoffs off of what, you know, other people are doing. Um, not going to try to shot out any of my competitors, but, you know, as a hunter, you know, I like hunting. It's something my grandfather has, you know, passed on to me. Uh, my uncle is a hunter. Um, what's the number one thing that hunters do to stand out in the woods to protect themselves against other hunters? In shotgun season, they wear hunter orange. Why do they do that? Because it's bright, it stands out, makes you stick out. Deer are colorblind, so they ain't gonna recognize it, but it's gonna prevent you from getting shot from another hunter who hears a little rustle in the, you know, in the bush and just takes a random shot because he thinks he's shooting at a deer and really he shot another hunter. Um, so that's where the orange trucks division of that came in. You know, Was that prior to you kind of coming in and putting your two cents on it? So yeah, this is probably going back maybe about 10 years from now. You know, I started back in high school, so now we're going back over 20 years. So about 10 years ago, I had the vision for a couple years and I said, Dad, listen, every other company out there is driving around in a white truck and a white van. We got our name on the side of it. They don't know us from every other white van that's driving out there. So we're gonna we're gonna change it change it around, and we're gonna put bright orange trucks out there. My dad's like, I don't think that's a good idea, Scott. You know, orange isn't really an attractive color, and you know, it's the trucks are gonna be ugly. And I'm like, no, Dad, we're gonna stand out. People are gonna remember that orange truck that went by, um, and that's exactly what it came out to be. As soon as we did that, my father's like oh my gosh, Scott, this is genius. Like, it's really recognizing us. Um, we, my father came up uh, driving through the <clears throat> another state. He seen another company put a, an ad out, um, your wife is hot. Um, so we kind of mirrored that, you know, being in another state. We took somebody else's idea. We threw it out there. It was a great hit. Didn't drive a whole lot of work in, but it was just that... Brand recognition. That brand recognition of remembering, like, oh, crap. Like, I remember those guys. I'm going to call those guys. It was a billboard we did, yep. Got a lot of recognition. It didn't drive in a whole lot of work, but it, it was the recognition part of it. It was that remembering. Um, it oh, makes yeah, you a little bit more Nova. official when you had that billboard. Yep. So I did that with the orange trucks. I've recently did that. Um, Nova has always had a star in the middle of O. Um, I'm like, you know, like 
yeah, it's my dad's thing. I went to him and I said, dad, I know this is your thing. I know this is what you started, but I don't think it really has anything as far as brand recognition for somebody to remember. Um, so um, between me and my rap guy, we came up with this emoji hanging thumbs up with some cool sunglasses on there. And, you know, just another thing to, you know, do for my business to you still develop star that, to that, that hoodie. Yeah, this is the old school star of what it used to be. Um, haven't came up with the new uh, new uh, attire to, to to take out that brand, but you gotta see my boy Randy. Gets we just hoodies. got a new truck, so we just got that wrap that has a new one on it. Uh, my original wrap on my first truck, um, I just redid. That's gonna have the new one on it. We're gonna piece in the new emoji logo over top of some newer wraps that are out there to get that brand going. It's gonna follow up with the attire, with the shirts and stuff like that. But, That's excuse great. me, um, part of that digestion issue that <laughs> I um, talked to you about, but... Uh, yeah, you know, those things as far as the orange truck, the, you know, emoji logo, um, just different things to help us stand out to customers to, oh yeah, I remember that guy with the sun with the cool glasses on, you know, what was the name? Oh yeah, Nova. Yeah. Um, I'm going to give those guys a try. I said this to, I said this years ago to my, my business partners at the time, and now they've really seen me put together my own brand and continue to grow it. You're no different than Nike with the swoosh mm -hmm. or Coca-Cola with their logo yep. or Apple with the Apple. Yep. Like you are a brand name. It's in a very concentrated area, right? Mm -hmm. I'm sure predominantly most of your business comes in Monmouth County. Monmouth and Ocean, yep. Yep, Howell, mm -hmm. probably more specifically Bricktown, yep. right? Because you're in a concentrated area. So everybody needs to be growing their brand. Mm-hmm. As a small business owner, if you think brand is not important, you're absolutely crazy. You know, I looked at a business today that me and some other partners were looking to buy. And, you know, I'm not saying it's anything extremely special, but what's most powerful about it is their brand and the name on it. Because mm -hmm. it's been around for a long time. Yep. So as business owners, we need to spend more time and put more emphasis on building our brand out. I think it's extremely important. Absolutely. Um, you know, I could sit here and, you know, flash pictures of furnaces and air conditioners online. Nobody cares and, and no one knows what it means. Nobody cares. I, I maybe get, you know, three or Another four. Another HVAC guy is going to recognize three you. Three or four likes, you know, two of them were my parents and, you know, the other one was a friend of mine, you know, like, you know, didn't do nothing for me. But the moment I post a video about my kids talking about Nova or talking about an air conditioner, yeah. boom, I got 40, 50, you yep. know, likes on there and family picture. The post is blowing up. And, you know, it's the same thing when I go out to a customer's house, I have customers, you know, that are on my maintenance program that, you know, obviously pay me to come, you know, clean their air conditioner or clean their furnace and maintain it. What's a maintenance program go for monthly? Um, so it, it depends what you're doing. If you're combining multiple units, um, you get a discount um, for one unit, it's 200. Um, 200 it, a month or 200 for one? 200 for the service. season for me to come out and clean and service that piece of equipment. It gives you coverage on that you know, system for a year. You don't have to pay service call visits. You get discounts on repairs. Um, it's designed to give you my maintenance at a discount and give you some perks with it. Um, so I'm doing a lot for that money. Um, you know, I want to, I want it to benefit my customers just as I wanted to. How do I get business. signed up? 
Um, call me out, set up a service call. I'll come out, I'll evaluate your system. I'll see what you have. Well, if you guys have a website, I can go on there digitally and set up a- Yep, uh, you could go uh, right to NovaHeatAndAirNJ.com. We'll bring you right to my website. Um, you can fill out a form processor right on my website, um, which will alert my office. They'll call you up, they'll schedule the appointment. Um, I try to make things as easy as possible. Um, so, Nova Heat and Air NJ, um, it's the business. We're in New Jersey. I'm gonna get signed up. What's that? I'm gonna get signed up. Yeah, it's it's a great thing. I, I don't think you'll be disappointed in it. So I wanna f- I wanna flip this on you now with your kids. Okay. You have two sons in wrestling, right? Yep. Do you have a daughter as well? No daughter, right? No daughters. I got a niece. Just wanna make sure. Yep. Two sons in wrestling. You remember how your dad taught you. He's he's taught you all these amazing skill sets, what made you this person today, mm-hmm. what made you that great wrestler back then. Mm-hmm. You know, what are you going to do now turning around to your boys when you talk about business ownership, wrestling, and just becoming a good man? Um, I think the business ownership and stuff, he's just going to see the example that I set um, by, you know, what I do on a daily basis. The lifestyle you're able to provide. Yep. Um, You know, when it comes to wrestling, wrestling is, it's a really hard sport to fall in love with. Um, You got to work really hard at it. Yeah, the constant Um, dieting is just... The dieting, I mean, that comes later. That's not now. Now is like more the hard work, the facing defeat. Um, That's the hard thing for kids to swallow. Um, There's been times where my son's wanting to quit wrestling. I know what wrestling has done for me on a discipline level, on a working hard level. Um, And I want my son to be involved in that sport because of those attributes that it's gonna give him later on in life. I told him the other day, I don't care if you win or you lose. Just as long as you go out there and you put your best foot forward and you work as hard as you can. Yeah, just do it. That's all I want you to do. I don't care if you win or lose. Trust me, I'm happy as heck for you when you come off that wrestling mat and you win. But that's not my focus. That's not my end goal. My end goal is to teach you discipline, to teach you hard work, to teach you through adversity. And that's life. Life is hard. Um, Life throws adversity at you all the time. Um, So if you could learn that at a young age, you're ahead of the game when you get to adulthood and you got to face the real world and you got to make a living for your family. And we had the finished basements guys on the Gagliano's Pat and his son awesome people. And they were talking about how hard is work after you're a wrestler, Mm -hmm. you know, like it's, you know, work, business ownership. Any work, and a lot of people work really hard, yep. not just business owners. Yep. But business owners work exceptionally hard because it's all on you. Mm-hmm. You got to keep squeezing that and massaging it and building new plans and going down different strategies, having setbacks, having things outside your control. Business ownership is hard. Pat was yep. like, it's not hard after I've been a wrestler, after yep. Nino's been a wrestler. Yep. You know, you guys grind, grind, grind constantly. Fought through adversity, you know. Like I told you, you know, with my district experience, I got caught and pinned the week before districts. I had to face that guy the first match. You know, I could have easily been, you know, scared and shied away and what if I fail? No, that's not your mentality. But that's not my mentality. My mentality went into that, I'm going to win. I think about wrestling you for fun, but it would probably go to blows between you and I. You know, I'm kind of backtracking here. My junior year when I won it, I kind of had a similar story. Um... I faced the uh, the number one guy the week before. 
I knew this is the guy I have to beat for the district title. I knew the district title was what I had to ultimately get to, you know, get to my goal. So this local match that wasn't going to affect my team on a win or anything, I took that more as a learning curve. And I went in there and I studied that guy. I filmed that guy. Um, I learned from my match from him. I didn't go into that match to beat him. I went into that match to learn from him. Um, and now I had a game plan come districts. And, you know, uh, I was friendly with a lot of the Jackson wrestlers, you know, just knowing them through club and, you know, time and things like that. And like, oh, you know, you got to face Pepe, you know, you're going to beat him. Yeah, I'm going to beat him. Well, he just, dude, he just crushed you like five to one last week. You really think you're going to beat him? I'm like, yeah, uh, I'm going to beat him. And I went out there and there was no doubt about it. And, you know, shout out to you, Pepe. You know, I know, you know, we're friends on Facebook and stuff. And I know I'm a thorn in your side, but, and Howell's a thorn in your side. He was a, a four-time district finalist. He took second every single year. Every single year it was to a Howell wrestler. Um, he thought that was his year. Um, and I played him. I played him like the flute. And then I studied him. And I studied the film all week. And I came into that match with a game plan. And there was nothing taking me off my game plan. I was winning that match. Tony Romo never won a Super Bowl for the Cowboys. Mm-hmm. Pepe didn't win that state title. He learned something too. Yep. And, and that's the lesson for everybody. You you go do hard shit. I'm losing my voice here. You go do hard shit, and you work hard at it. Mm-hmm. Whether you win or lose, you bettered yourself. Yep. If Ryan's going to go take this big swing at getting into Keaton's world and throwing the podcast, I've said this 100 times, like I've taken my family's money as a young guy and been like this. I'm all in. Yep. And I'm all in. Pepe was all in to beat you. You were all in to beat Pepe. You were studying him playing somebody, whoever it was, the better man that day won. Yep. And both guys learned. Right. And that's what happens when you do hard shit. And wrestling mm-hmm. is hard shit. Yep. Business ownership is hard shit. Yep. So rounding this this down a little bit, you and your wife are now taking over this business. Mm-hmm. And I really apologize. I'm having a blank right now. What's your wife's first name again? Laura. Laura. I knew yep. it was Laura. I almost said Danielle earlier. I'm like, it's definitely not Danielle. <laughs> Danielle's my cousin. She's in the pit. Because I so said my, wife, my sister's Danielle. name is Lauren. Right. And I said, I know it's something Lauren, Laura. Yeah. So you and Laura are taking this business over. Mm-hmm. And you're moving forward. I like to ask two questions to every business owner that comes on this. Okay. If you were to give any young yourself a tip that's 20, 23, 25 years old going into business ownership, or any girl or guy for that matter going into business ownership that doesn't want to take traditional route, that doesn't want to feed into the corporate greed, what would you tell them to do? A mixture between hard work and following your dreams. Um, You know, I I actually said this to somebody today on Facebook, um, somebody older than me um, that wants something in life and is complaining they don't have it. Anything is possible. You got to put your mind to it, mindset. You got to have the right mindset. Um, put a plan in place. You know, again, you know, talking about teamwork. Get the right team involved. Get the right plan in place, and go after it. You know, don't sit here and talk about it. Yeah, action. I've never been a talker. You know, go out and produce the action. Um, action is what gets things done. Talking, you you stand in places, you walk in circles. Um, so, work hard get the right team in place 
and make your dreams a reality. They're, they're reachable. You just gotta go after them. I agree. Second question, just a couple. Mm -hmm. I know you can eat a, a dozen. Give some love to some other local business owners from Howell, Brick, Monmouth, Ocean County, local guys you wanna give some love to, or girls. Yeah, there's some local guys. Um, Gary and Rich Gardella over at County Line Auto Body. Um, another great Those example. Those guys are in the pit. Yep, another great example of, you know, took over their father's business, which was a great business, a successful business, took it to another level. Um, Pete Riley, not a, a business owner per se, you know, still works for a guy, still does his own thing with his wrestling club and things like that. Um, but the positivity, you know, I call him Positive Pete. The positivity that he puts out there um, is only going to bring positive things around you. If you sit there and you focus on the negative, and again, and going back to talking to people in a conversation, I don't watch the news. The news to me isn't news anymore. Um, the news is about negativity. I don't want to bring that negativity in my life. I want to focus on what I can control. And what I can control is me. I can control my business. I can control my family. Yeah, Pete's good um, at helping for that positivity. Yep. So it's, I, I would disagree with you a little bit. I think Pete is a business owner. Uh, Pete's building his own brand. Mm -hmm. You know, Pete Riley brand. He's you know, you've seen his social media blow up. His his, his wrestling thing. Yep. I know he's doing that with some buddies. Yep. I would probably say, and I, I don't mean to offend anybody, that wrestling club is being built around Pete. Yep positive Pete's personality. Yep. Uh, I definitely think he's a business owner. He may not have five trucks like you. Uh, he's a sales contributor. He's got the mentality yeah. of a business he owner. Does. And he's going to be a business owner and he's going to be successful. Oh, many of them. Yeah. And he already is. Yeah, he's got, he's got the drive. He's, he's successful in the wrestling community. He's successful in the mortgage he's community. Um, Pete's awesome. There, I could spend a whole episode here yeah. talking to you about You guys are awesome thinking about raising is. money for some more mats for him. He's changing. We're going to. We're going to. Yeah. Um, because I see the value in Pete. I see what Pete puts out there, and I believe in him, and I believe in his brand. And if I could be, help become a part of that, then I'm ready to do that. So I met Pete uh, two years ago randomly through my brother-in-law, Matt Baldwin. Okay. Yep. Elmar Plumbing. Yep. And then randomly through I forget what the under conduit to Pete was and then Pete became a coaching client of mine and a financial client and uh, those both ha happened at different times but Pete's another guy who just takes action yep. Pete you should do this go ahead Pete you should do this okay I'll do it mm -hmm. Pete you should do this and he does it and he does it and he shows up and he battles through his own adversity Pete had another two seizures over the last 15 months, he had no license for six months. Yep. Um, and the guy still showed up, still worked, still showed up for his, his guys that he was coaching, showed up for his business partners, and more importantly, showed up for his kids. Pete Riley's a stud, and I'm glad to call a good friend. Yep. And, you know, I'll say he's not scared. Uh, he's unafraid. He goes after it. Um, and that's another great You may great be scared. Attribute. We all may be scared. Yeah. I'm scared a little bit at times. You don't show it, though. Yeah, you, you don't go, show it. Well, you go after it. Yep, he goes right, after it. If you're it. stepping up to a guy on the wrestling mat that you may be slightly intimidated by, mm -hmm. are you going to show that fear? Nope. No. You're going to put your head down, and that's where you get your resting bitch face. Yeah, you know, <laughs> it, it is. It's there. Um, People got to know that, that Scott Kirk is much kinder than his, than yes. his angry-looking face. Yep. You know, uh, I get it all the time. People are like, why is he yelling? 
you know, he's always yelling. You're passionate. I don't yell, I'm just passionate. If I believe in something, you know, I talk about it with passion, I get passionate behind me and people take that as he's yelling or he's a jerk or he's this and it's none of that. It's it's with love, it's with passion. Um, Trust me, I get that myself. Yeah. It's called misunderstood, but the more you tell your story, especially with social media nowadays, you allow people to get to know you. Mm-hmm. Kirk, this has been awesome. Nova, he in there. Yep. Your father and mother, they've done an excellent job. You and your wife are doing a great job taking that ship over. It's not easy. I give you a lot of credit. Thank you. I know your, your boys are going to be studs as well. Yep. And I'm glad to call you a friend. You're in the trenches with me any day. Awesome. Cheers. Cheers, brother. You've been sipping on that a while. Yeah. That's all right.